Who knew? Who knew? All right, Tavos. Say. A good Nerev Shabbos. A good Nerev Shabbos, everyone. So, uh, an incredible, incredible schos. Baruch Hashem, to be able to continue in learning the Hale guitar of the Piazzas. No? So we are we are picking up tonight on page thirty-two, page thirty-two. Which is Osiud Gimel. So the Piaget's nights and Rabose, we're going to see over here now. This piece is actually a, a little bit of a, of a culmination of everything we've learned up until this point. A little bit of Chazar, a little bit of review, and a little bit of some just some addition of the Piaget's incredible insights. So the Rebbe writes as follows. He says, Vizel Tachlis Hakariyakidusha Shalano. So, so the Rebbe says as follows. What's the Tachlis? Right? Everything we've spoken about until now, and again, specifically, the ability to feel emotion. Remember, again, that's been our topic. We didn't have share last week, but in the last few weeks, we were speaking about the concept, the Rebbe's concept of allowing oneself to feel. And that sometimes, whether we recognize it or not, we often, we often wall off emotion. We often prevent ourselves from feeling certain things. Either it's because we're afraid of allowing ourselves to feel. Well, the truth is, the real essence, as the Rebbe says, is that, we're sca- page 32, we're, sca- we're scared to make ourselves emotionally vulnerable. The challenge with that is that without the ability to feel, I miss out on a whole additional dimension of existence. So the Rebbe says, So the Rebbe says, what's the tachlis? What's the tachlis of this chabura? The tachlis is to transform ourselves into people of ruach and machshava, of spirit and thought. So we'll say, but not just thought, because remember again, thought often is a function of intellect. And we've spent so much time focusing on the idea that while intellect, of course, is incredibly important, intellect is one part of who we are, and the ability to feel, the ability to experience emotion is really where we fully self-actualize. And I will say it's actually interesting. See, remember, and here there was a, you're going to see that in this particular oath, the Rebbe is really he's really reviewing a lot of stuff that we learned before. The great challenge I will say is that sometimes, how do we define our reality? We define our reality by what our senses could perceive. And sometimes says the Rebbe, my entire tachlis in life is to kind of overpower my senses to recognize that there's something else in this world that I can't perceive with my physical senses, but yet it's no less real. And sometimes, again, remember, we've spoken this so much, where we define our reality by what I see, right? I define my reality by what I could sense. If I, can, if I can see it, it's real. If I can't see it, it's not real. And the Rebbe spends so much time talk, focusing us on the idea. It's not true. That's not true. There are many things you can't see with your eyes, but they're no less real. So many things you can't perceive with your intellect, but they're, low, they're no less real. Shekishetomar, so listen to this. What's the goal? Rebbe say, here it is. What's the goal? Shekishetomar baruch Hashem That when I say a bracha, and I say, Hashem, Baruch Hashem, means Hashem, you are the source of all blessing. Elokeinu, you're my God, I have a relationship with you. Melech Olam, you control everything. Tira es ha'ata v'es melech ha'olam. And we'll say, what's our goal? 
Our goal is that when I say a bracha, what do I want? I want to be able to see the Ribbono Shalom. Now, what does he mean? I want to say, I want to be able to see. Not literally see Hashem, but I want to really be able to perceive HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Isn't that a beautiful formulation? We'll say, that's my goal. My goal is that when I say a bracha, I want to sense, I want to perceive, I want to see that I am mamish dialoguing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's the ability to reach a level where my eyes open up in such an expansive way that I am able to see the Ribbono Shalom. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to literally encircles the world and encircles me. I'll close my eyes. The Yiskaru Vitira as Hashem, Shemamali as Saola Bahulanaidacha. I must say, I've spoken about this many times. One of my favorite is Rabbi Nachman. Right? Rabbi Nachman says, Why is it that we close our eyes when we say Shema? Why do we cover our eyes when we say Shema? The Rabbi says, Because sometimes the best way to see things in life is to close your eyes. And this is what the Piazzetta is saying as well. See, a lot of times what ends up happening in life is when I see things with my eyes, so what I see with my eyes, that defines my reality. But what have we learned? There's so many things that you can't see with your eyes, but they're, low, they're no less real. So the Rebbe says, sometimes to really be able to see, you have to close your eyes. Sometimes to be able to see the world for what it is, to be able to see yourself for what you are, to be able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have to take away the physical sense of sight so that you're able to see all of these realities. So I'll say, so let's pause here just a moment. So the Rebbe says, okay, so not, I, I just want to point out, there's nothing new so far. All the Rebbe is really doing over here is he's restating what his ultimate goal is. And the ultimate goal is to develop, I guess you know what you could call it? I guess it's like to develop what we would call contemporarily like a sixth sense. That, that's the result, a sixth sense. In other words, so, so I, I have my senses, my physical senses, and then there's another sense. And what is that? That's the Ruchni sense. It's the sense that doesn't utilize anything physical, but yet is able to see the Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Me'alacholam. Like the Piyajesna said, is able to see the chair or feel the chariot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu coursing through my neshama during Shalashudas, like we learned. Right? That's the sense we're trying to develop. So the Rabbi says, maybe you'll say to yourself, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, right? The sixth sense doesn't make any sense. The Rebbe says, tell me, do the other senses make sense to you? Right? Can you explain why you see what you see and why people see things different ways, why people hear things in different ways, why people smell things in different ways? The senses themselves are hard to comprehend. So the Rebbe says, in the same way that the regular physical senses are difficult to comprehend, okay, this is also difficult to comprehend, but in the same way that the other senses, the physical senses work, this sixth, this sixth, sixth sense, right? this additional spiritual sense, the Rebbe says, is no less. We'll skip down a little bit. He says, he says uh, about it's about, towards the bottom of the page, five lines up from the bottom. V'al tiskash eshuv lishol ha'im navi rotsim anu lasos mimcha shevetel ba'avonos harabim. So we'll say, so the Rebbe says, well, maybe you'll say to yourself, Rebbe, 
What are you trying to do? It sounds like you're trying to make us into Nevi'im. Right? Well, right? After all, again, what is a Navi? What's the whole tachlis of a Navi? A Navi is able to see the Ribbono Shalom. So I'll say, what does it sound like is happening over here? According to the Piaget, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying Nevuah. Right? We want, I'm supposed to say, when I make a bracha, we want it to be that you're able to see the Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Malach Olam. What's the Pshat? So you say, Zavreba, you're trying to make us into Nevi'im. There's no Nevuah in this world. No Nevuah in this world. So the Rebbe says as follows. The Rebbe says, Alzeh, Kavar Amr Hillel Azokin, Al Kolish Yisrael. Hillel already mentioned about this. What did Hillel say? That even though, again, there is no longer any Nevuah, right? And even though we are not Nevi'im, we are still B'nai Nevi'im. We are the children of Nevi'im. Meaning what? So the Piazetna says something truly beautiful. The Piazetna explains that it's true. In the terms of Nevuah, the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't really have that anymore. Right? That, 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 nevuah, that Nevuah doesn't exist anymore. Right? That level of Nevuah. Yet, as much as at the end of the day we don't have that level of Nevuah, so you see again, nevertheless, those who came after Moshe Rabbeinu, Yeshaya, Yechaskel, right? They perceived HaKadosh Baruch Hu, They had some level of Nevuah. So what do you see? I will say, what do you see in the world of Nevuah? Madregos, Madregos, Yeshnan. There are different levels of Nevuah. I will say, so the truth is, by the way, I'll, I'll just illustrate you something very interesting. That Rashi, Rashi HaKadosh, bless you. Thank you. Rashi HaKadosh explains something very beautiful. Rashi says in the episode where Sari Imenu tells Avraham that he needs to go ahead and expel Yishmael from the home. So remember again, what's Avraham Avinu's response to that? Very reticent. Very reticent. And, and of course it makes sense. Avraham Avinu's whole life is about bringing people closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the notion that he's going to kick out his own son is of course absolutely ridiculous. Right? So what's interesting is HaKadosh Baruch Hu intervenes and he says to Avraham Avinu, Kol asher tomar elecha sara shma bekola. Right? Whatever Sarah tells you, whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her. And Rashi says something amazing. Rashi says, what does this teach us? Malamed, it teaches us, Shahaya Avram Avinu Tafel Lursara Beruach HaKodesh. That Avram was secondary to Sari Menu and Ruach HaKodesh. So we'll say, how do, we, how do we normally understand this phrase? We normally understand it to mean that Sari Menu was a greater prophetess than Avram Avinu. The Nitziv asks on this, he says, what are you talking about? He says, where in the Torah do we ever find the Baruch Hu speaking to Sarah? Right? Plenty of times where the Baruch Hu speaks to Avram Avinu. But we never find the situation where Hashem speaks to Sarah Imenu. So how can you say, how can you say that Sarah was a greater prophet or prophetess than Avram? And then it says something amazing. Then it says there's a distinction between Nevuah and Ruach HaKodesh. He says, Nevuah is, is prophecy. What's prophecy? HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks right to you. Ruach HaKodesh, then it posits, is... Intuition. Intuition. It's a heightened level of clarity of understanding in this world. And then it says something amazing. Avram Avinu was a greater Navi than Sari Menu. But Sarah had greater Ruach HaKodesh. Sarah had a greater understanding of life, a greater understanding of people, and a greater understanding of circumstances than her husband did. And that's what's happening. So what, why am I bringing this down? Because the Rebbe says over the Pijetzna says... When in the world of God perception, there's madregas, madregas. So am I going to get to the level of Moshe Rabbeinu? No, say there's a, there's a famous vart. 
You know. So again, am I going to get to love on Moshe Rabbeinu? What's the answer? What's the answer? Right. So the pashtus not. Although I'll tell you something very interesting. Just as an aside, there's an interesting. I mentioned this a number of times before. There's an interesting halacha in Yerodea. The halacha is that um, if a, if a Jewish mother can't nurse her baby, can't nurse her baby. So the halacha is the Shulchan Aruch says she should try to hire a Jewish wet nurse. Jewish wet nurse that a Gentile woman shouldn't nurse a Jewish baby. The Beis Yosef says, what's the makar? What's the source for this halacha? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu. That's right. Moshe Rabbeinu would not nurse from a non-Jewish woman. And therefore, again, just says, Moshe Rabbeinu only nurse from a Jewish woman. So too, right? The Shekin, the Jewish child, should only nurse from a Jewish woman. So the Satmarav, Zechutad Evekadosh Levracha, Zechusa Yagin Aleinu, asks a very interesting question. He says, what? You're bringing a raya from Moshe Rabbeinu? Right? The Gemara says, you know why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't nurse from a non-Jewish woman? The Gemara says, the mouth that was going to speak from the Shekhinah shouldn't nurse from a non-Jewish woman. So how can you compare Moshe Rabbeinu to us? The Satmarov says, you see from here, it's a din in Chinuch. What's the din in Chinuch? That a parent has to raise their child as if they have the ability to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? That every single child has the ability to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Satmarov was talking about in terms of actualization of potential. The Piyajetzna, of course, is talking about in Nevoah. And we know this concept by Nevoah, no one ever had and no one ever will have a level of Nevoah clarity like Moshe Rabbeinu. But, says the Piyajetzna, it says Madregas Madregas. So mostly just to say, if you combine those two things, from, from an actualization of, of potential, every Yid could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu actualized his potential, I could actualize my full potential. From a Nevoa perspective, the, the Piyajetzna says, Lo kambi salki Moshe od. No, no, never, never a Nevoa again like a Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoa. That being said, Madregas, Madregas. There are different levels of Nevoa. So therefore, I both say, it could be that I'm not, not it could be, I'm not going to get to the level of Nevoa of Moshe Rabbeinu. But that being said, I could achieve a very high level of God perception, of God clarity. Just like, again, Sarah wasn't an Avramavinu with Nebuah, but Sarah had ridiculous Ruach HaKodesh. So I'm not going to be a Navi, but I'm a Ben Navi. And what that means is I'll say, just, just, just so you understand, sometimes in life, it's such, such, sometimes in life, it's good to know what to aspire to, even if I have absolutely no idea how to get there. So I know what I want to get to, but so what do I want to get to? I want to get to a point in life when I say, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam, that I feel the presence of the Ribbono Shal Olam all around me when I say that. That's what I want. That, that's, says the Bishai, that, that's, that's what I'm working towards. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I want to accomplish. That's my aspirational goal. I'm not there yet, but that's my goal. So, says right. We'll say top of page 33, second line. I'm not going to get to the level of what Moshe Rabbeinu saw. No one could see what Moshe Rabbeinu saw and survive. However, but yet there were other prophets like Yishai Cheskel who didn't see what Moshe Rabbeinu saw, but saw a lower level. And then there are lower levels. So we'll see, hear this? Says the Piyajats. You're right. You're not going to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Fine. And I'm not, probably not going to get to the level, ultimately, again, of Yeshaya and Yechezkel. All true as well. But 
There are so many other additional levels of nevuah, of Ruach HaKodesh, of God perception, say that are absolutely unequivocally attainable. And that's what we are striving for. say, seeing this whole thing, it's the same exercise. Remember, how do we start? I start, right, when I started learning B'nai Machshav right? So what am I? What's my relationship with Hashem? Or how do the PhD says, what's my relationship with Hashem? Right? That's my goal. That's my goal. Where am I right now? Servant. Servant. Right? Right now I'm a servant with the king. Am I, is the servant connected with the king? Absolutely. But what's the nature of the relationship between the servant and the king? They're distant. What's my goal? What's my goal? I want to be a son. Because a son, a child lives in close proximity to his father. That's... that's that's, so what does it mean to be in close proximity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? What Tachlis, what does that mean? What that means is to live life with a God awareness. What that means at the end of the day is that I perceive and I feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when I, he's using a bracha as an example, that when I go ahead and I make a bracha, I feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu around me. I feel it. I mamish feel it. That's my goal. That's what I will say, by the way. And I feel it like, not on Yom Kippur, of course, everybody feels in Yom Kippur, like, I want to feel it on a Tuesday, right? I want to feel it like on the cup of coffee in the morning when I'm still half asleep, right? I, I, I want to feel it at all times. Since the Piagetzna, it is absolutely attainable. V'chein. Al Yipo, so listen to the second paragraph, page 33. This is incredible. V'chein. Al Yipo libcha bikir b'chaleimar ishchotei v'namochani. So what's this is incredible. Piagetzna says, well, sometimes a person will say, come on, I'm not capable of experiencing this level. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, and I'm a very lowly person. And at the end of the day, how will I ever be able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even in the lowest of the low, right? Even in, words, even in the lowest level of Nevoah, how will I ever be able to perceive Hashem? says, Yadanu es matzavecha, gam yadanu. Piyajesna says, I know. I know. I know where you're holding. The Rebbe says, that the Rebbe always knows where the chassid is holding. Right? So our Rebbe, the Piyajesna, tells us, I know where you're holding. Ve'im kolzeh, and with all of that, betuchim anu ba'ashem, u'bikidushas Yisrael asher b'cha shatira. So I will say, is, is, isn't, this, isn't this incredible? So I'll say that Piyajasna says, I know where you're holding. I know the challenges. I know the struggles. I know the failures. And I still want to tell you, you can still reach the heightened level of God awareness. I will say, is this not the most beautiful thing you could ever read? Right? A Rebbe telling us that, okay, I got it. You made mistakes. Great. You made mistakes, join the club. No, but Rebbe, you don't understand my mistakes. And what does the Piyajasna say? What does Piyajasna say? Oh, I understand your mistakes. I, I know your mistakes. Because your mistakes are my mistakes, are our mistakes, are the mistakes of the human condition. Somebody makes more mistakes, more intense mistakes. We're all in the same boat of making wrong turns in life, making poor decisions in life, and not really fully self-actualizing into the people we're capable of becoming. And the Piyajasna says so beautifully, Yadanu gam yadanu. I know. My dear Chassid, right? The Piyajasna says to us, I know. I know your situation. And nevertheless, even with your situation, even sometimes with what is a compromised spiritual state, 
בטוחים אנו בהשם ובקידושס ישראל אשר בך שתראה אם רק אתו מן האנשים שפירשנו בפרק בפרק תוכן החבר תנאי א' בייז גימל ד' אנהי שרוצה לעשות את זה ספיר ג'סטנס אני רוצה להגיד לך פרמיס no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how many mistakes you've made, I promise you, Pejetsna tells us, that you can get to the level of heightened God awareness, that you can get to the level ultimately of being the kind of person who perceives, who feels, who experiences. I always say, no, is this not... Is, can you imagine... I don't know, maybe everybody's on this level. Right? I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the odd guy out over here. Hey, can you imagine getting to a level... I always say... You, you know, like when you make a bracha, I would say, when you make a bracha, like, what's an accomplishment? When, when do you feel accomplished? Like, in your mind, what's considered like a good bracha? When you remember this. Right, when you remember you said, right? right? So, right, that you made one, that's number one, right? Right, right then, that you actually remember that you said it, good. <laughs> the, one, the one that you actually say all the words to your, I mean, you actually pronounce the words. Pronounce the words, right? As opposed to like, right? Like the, but the cake is like down my trachea already, right? Like, like it's, already, it's already obstructing the windpipe, right? It's, it's already there before the mazonas, right? So I remember the words. He was like, so if you think about it, like, the Bijetsna is saying, there's a whole other world out there waiting for us. Like, literally, I, I, I've been thinking about this so much because I'm, I'm entranced by this idea because I don't know that I've ever experienced it in my life but I want so badly to experience it. Like the ability to take your cup of coffee or whatever it is, right? And when you say your like literally again, to feel the presence of the emotion, not just kavana, that yes, I have in mind that I'm taking action, which is great, which is great. He's describing something so much bigger just actually feeling the presence of Hashem around you. And he's using brachas as an example. It's not just brachas. It's not just brachas. And I was like, can you imagine putting on tefillin in the morning? Putting on tefillin in the morning and feeling like you're actually binding yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Can you imagine when you're putting on your shalyad with, I'm, I'm a lefty, I'm sorry. Putting on your shalyad, right? With every single time you wrap it around your arm, you feel closer to Hashem. Tighter to Hashem. More, can you imagine feeling? I've never, I've never felt that way in my life. I've literally never. I've, I've felt the mitzvah and I felt the beauty of the mitzvah. Never in my life have I felt that with every wrap around my arm, I am one step more connected to our culture. I've never felt that way. I've never felt it. I've never felt when wrapping on my fingers, I've never felt that erasin. I've never felt in that moment when I've said those words that literally I am intertwining with HaKadosh Baruch. I've never felt it. But the Bishra says, you can. You can. And I was like, can you imagine a Yiddishkeit like that? Can you imagine a relationship like that? That's a relationship. Where suddenly, again, it's not just that I'm serving you. Like again, like the servant serves the master. But suddenly I have this awareness of you all around me, of you with me. And that every single thing that I do brings me a little bit closer to you. It's such an incredible and overwhelming, and the Piyazhatsna says, it's within reach. And I will say, not only that, you'll say to yourself, I, but it's not within reach for me. I'm a sinner. Piyazhatsna says, I got you. You're a sinner. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say like that, right? Yeah, you're a sinner. Fine, fine. Even if you're a sinner, even if you made mistakes, Lemaisa, you still have the ability to go ahead and feel this level of connection. Now, the Piyazhatsna says, what it does require is adherence to the five core Principles. I will say, so if you remember again, we did these five core principles at the beginning of our share, but I, what I would like to do tonight 
is I just want to go back and look at them again. So I will say this is go back to page 10 for just a moment. Here are the five core. It's not really principles. It's really the five conditions that a person has to commit to in order to be able to reach this level of a feeling of awareness and God connection. So we'll say, you see it on page 10? See where it says, Aleph, Fez, Gimel, Dalet, Hey? See that? So we'll say, let's go through it. Let's go through it. It's Kedai to review this. Aleph. So first of all, if you take a look at, actually just, just start from Os Dalet again. Look at Os Dalet, page 10. The Hagam, Shehala Emirat Hashem, Nisadar Tikunia Chebra, Mikomokam Rishis Kol Anu Tzrichim Lamodo Azul, Lomar Shirak, Elu Yuchlu Liskari Vulikan Tzrichim Kedusha. We'll say, if you want to be part of the Chevra B'nei Machshavatova, which you already are. If you ate the chicken, you're in. Right? That, that's it. That's it. So we're going to charge you, right? So I'll say, so, so the mice again, which I forgot. I forgot to thank, first of all, of Scott, of Scott Gordon for, for, for our, being our Mashka sponsor for tonight in memory of my father, Melech Ben and to thank Reb Tzvi for the uh, for the beautiful fleshik. So I'll be here. Thank you very much. It's parav. It's parav. Okay. The soy the soy chicken. The soy chicken. Okay. Impossible chicken. <laughs> okay. Good. So I say, listen to this. So it says the piyazetzna. Says the piyazetzna that in order to, in order to tap into this dynamic that we're talking about, in order to be part of this chevra. There are five things a person has to commit to. Aleph. Here we go. So now listen to this. Number one is you have to feel like there's something missing from your life. Shebo saying, if I feel like, no, I'm good. I, I, notice, I like coming here Thursday nights because it's a nice chevra. We get to sing a little bit. The food is good. The learning is very interesting, but I don't need this. And ours, I'm, I'm good. Piazesta says, okay, not for you. Not for you. The only way this works, this works, is if you feel a sense of pain and sadness that you are distant from Hashem. I was saying, that takes a lot of strength to be able to acknowledge that. That I am distant from Hashem. That I am distant. But say, distant from Hashem doesn't mean that I'm not observant. Distant from Hashem doesn't mean that I'm not even performing the behavioral obligations that I have. But you know, you know how it is. You could be performing tariyag mitzvos and still be distant from Hashem. Right? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but the truth is, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. See, even if you feel, I feel pain that I feel nothing. I feel pain that I'm so distant. It's not just enough to intellectually know a person's own low level. It's interesting, I will say. Everyone knows their state of being, assuming you're not meshuga or shikar. Right? I don't have to explain it. Rather, I will say, what the Piyajasna says is, I feel pain over it. I really feel pain over this. I will say, you know, I, I think often we experience, when does a person have this epiphany? I think often when you feel this is in Eretz Yisrael. Because when you're in Eretz Yisrael, the truth is, the beauty of one, one of the most beautiful things of Eretz Yisrael is a constant feeling of closeness. And when you feel that sense of closeness and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I realize that I don't normally have that. 
I don't normally have that. I will say, I, I want to be clear. It's not just the shot that, oh, you, so we explain it away. How do we explain it away? How do we explain it away? Oh, you can only have that level of closeness in Eretz Yisrael. That's not true. Like the Kotzker says, where is HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Wherever you let him in. Right? Eretz Yisrael, of course, is different. But the ability to have a close relationship with Hashem is, is anywhere. So sometimes, you know, you experience it for a little bit, and then you realize, I don't, I don't have this in my life. So step number one says the Piazetzna to actualizing everything we're learning is you have to acknowledge that something's missing in your life. If, if in your mind nothing's missing, then, then this whole work becomes inconsequential. I have to feel almost like a sense of pain, a sense of longing, a sense of loss, that there's something I need in my life, but it's not there. Most of the Piazetna says, how do you know if you have this? Most say, sometimes you just cry. If sometimes a person just cries, and they're not sure what it is that they're crying about. You know, most of we all have moments like that of overwhelming emotion, where I don't know what I'm sad about, and I don't know what I'm emotional about, but I do know that it feels like there's a tidal wave of emotion that's coming over me. The Piazetna says often what that stems from is a recognition that I'm distant from Hashem. Is that just, is that just By the way, I think actually the experiencing of that emotion is actually positive. In other words, when you, you know, it's the same way. Like if a person, if a person feels sick, person feels sick, so as much as that shows there's something wrong, it also shows that what? That their body's working, right? The body's notifying you. So, right? A person, what do you have? Like they have like these people, there's a, what's this disorder? Well, like a person can't sense pain. I forgot what it's called. Oh, oh whatever. Right? And they, I'm sorry? Oh, litvish, right? That's right. right. <laughs> Terrible disorder. Terrible disorder, right? I'm a snagged. I'm a snagged, right? So, so they only sense pain. Say, so, so it's, right, it's dangerous because you, you're in our, you can be compromised and you don't even know what's going on. You don't even know what's happening. So sometimes the scent, the, so when I feel that I'm distant, that's actually incredible because that shows my neshama's working. And wants something more. You see, the real tragedy in life is the people who never even feel distant. They're so far gone, they don't even know that they're distant. So that's Aleph, we'll say. Right? So now, Aleph, Aleph is the ability to go ahead and feel a sense of pain about a lack of a closeness to Hashem. Beis. Shiyihiyah ben Torah. We'll say criteria number two. Now again, remember, the way the Piagetna frames this over here is these are the five criteria for membership in the Chabura B'nai Machshava Tova. In, in Os Yud Gimel, the Piagetna is saying that really these are the five criteria for ultimately being able to develop this sixth sense of understanding the world not through the physical senses, but being able to perceive things that can't be perceived with the physical senses. Number two, you have to be a Bentorah. What does it mean you have to be a Bentorah? You have to be a mensch. You have to be a mensch. 
says the Piazetzna, if you are not a mensch, if you don't know how to behave towards other people, if you don't know how to get along with other people, if you don't know how to dialogue with dignity, if you don't know how to respect everyone, not just the people you like and agree with, but everyone, not the Chabura for you. Gimel. Yeh listen to this. Yeh Sochar ba'amalacha rach she'yifnes atzmo akol panim gimel panim b'shabu alamakom ha'chevra v'yizar b'tikuni ha'chevra ha'mavu'ar mahala at Hashem. We'll say criteria number three, you have to have a job. You have to have a job, which is very interesting. In other words, we'll say, what the Piaget's not saying is, this is for people who are out in the world. People are the world. A person, Bar Hashem, is not out in the world. They're, they're, they're learning. They're, they're fully cocooned in Kedusha. You may not need this. You may not need this. What we're describing over here at the end of the day is a process for developing the sixth sense of spirituality for those who are out in the world. So you have... Yeah, so which, which is actually very interesting. So it could very well be that what he was doing for them was preparing them for when they would go out into the world. That, that, that's not the way I could reconcile it, but you're 100% right. So I'll say, furthermore, he says, if you're a balabas, you're going out into the world, you have to commit yourself to being part of this chabura three times a week. Three times a week. In other words, I will say, what does it mean to be part of the chabura three times a week? In other words, that, you know, we, we learn this once a week. It's not the ideal. Right, the way to really do this, says the Piaget, is that there should be a minimum of three points of contact with the Chabura each week. Dalid. Im eno betivo. I'm sorry? She's going to be cooking a lot. Is that what you're right? So I say, right? Dalid, four. Im eno betivo hafachfach. Rabbi says, listen to this. Shema, shemachlit hayom bedaito, migolda pach sezaso, mevato veromis lamacher kila achiam pach. Rabbi say, what's criteria number four? Criteria number four? You have to be a committed, resolute person. You can't be the kind of person who makes commitments and then backs out. Or makes commitments and then doesn't... What's an hafachfach? What's an hafachfach? It's such a good word. What's an hafachfach? Fickle. Right? Fickle. All right. But, but, how, but what, what's the little etymology? Hafachfach? Right? Back and forth. Back and forth. Turning over. Right? turns. Always, always twisting and turning. I will say, the Piazzetta says, you want to grow? You want to grow? got to be in. Now, we'll say, by the way, being in doesn't mean being perfect. We often get this confused. You see, we think that being all in means being perfect. And so that's not what it means. There's a difference between perfection and commitment. Perfection is unattainable except by a college baruch But commitment means I'm committed. Am I always able to live up to the heightened level of commitment? Not necessarily. But I'm 100% fully committed. I'll say, you have to be the kind of person who when you make a commitment to something, you're in and you're going to follow through. But if you're the kind of person who's going to commit to something today, tomorrow you're out, the next day you're in, the next day you're part in, part out, the Piazzetta says, this is not going to work for you. And finally, hey, what was this incredible? Hey, Shalom Yehei, Shakron Veramoi Shakura Bishkarov. It's pretty strong. Can't be a liar. Can't be a liar. And you can't be a deceitful person, ultimately, again, who is steeped in his own lies. So the Piazetna says, look, I will say, do people lie? Do people lie? Sure. Right, it's always easy to speak about people, right? right? There are people, there are people out there, right? right? Do we lie? Yeah, people lie. We lie. We lie. We lie to others. We lie to ourselves. 
Pijas, it says, you just, as long as it's episodic and not habitual. Because if a person is a habitual liar, then he's constantly engaging in self-deceptive practices. And if you're engaging in constant self, self-deceptive practices, then this chabura is not going to help. Isn't that incredible? Criteria number five is you can't be a person who lies to himself. You have to be honest about who and what you are and what you're not. He goes on, he says, he says, Al ish about someone who's always lying to himself. Shamati, mechosni, say, what's the problem with it with a habitual liar? A person who always lies to himself. A person like that can never do tshuva. Why can't you never do tshuva? We'll say, because what is tshuva? We'll say, what's the first step of tshuva? The first step of tshuva is honesty. It's honesty. In other words, we'll say, remember again, the Rambam Paskins, Parak Aleph, Hilchos Tshuva, Halacha Aleph, right? Kishiyasa Tshuva, Vyoshov Mecheto, Chayiv Lehisvados. The Rambam Paskins, the first step in Tshuva is Vidui. By definition, what is Vidui? What is Vidui? Chatosi, Avisi, it's admission. Admission requires honesty. Honesty. So the Piyajetna says, if you're a person who lies to himself, deceives himself, deludes himself, then this chabura is not going to help you at all. He says, and this is the kind of person who's constantly engaging in self-deceptive behavior. A person like this isn't even able to really do tshuva. He says, So just to point out how the Piazzetzna is kind of using these five criteria two different ways. In Os Dalid, which is page 10 over here, the Piazzetzna is using the five criteria as like, these are the criteria in order to be part of this Chabura. In Os Yud Gimel, in Os Yud Gimel, the Piazzetzna is saying is, if you want to be the kind of person who is able to get to this level where you don't define your reality by your physical senses, but you want to develop a heightened sixth spiritual sense where you could literally perceive the Ribbon HaShalom, where you're not an Eved, but you're a Ben. And when you say, Baruch Hashem Olam, you're going to feel like Kodesh Baruch Hu. And when you wrap your tongue, you're going to feel connected with every single loop. You're going to feel even more. If you want to be that kind of person, you have to satisfy five criteria. Say, number one, you have to feel like closeness to Hashem is lacking in your life. Which, by the way, one and five are very much connected because they both have to do with honesty. You have to be the kind of person who feels that you don't have the relationship with God that you are capable of having. Number two, you have to be a mensch. Number three, you have to have a job. You have to be out in the world, be a person of responsibility, but make a commitment to carve out significant time for this process. Number four, you have to be a resolute person. You can't be a hafachfach. I just like saying it. Right? Hafachfach, right? You cannot be a person who's constantly, again, twisting and turning, not honoring their commitments. And number five, you have to be a person of honesty. You have to be honest. So both say honest with others. But the truth is, even more important than being honest with others, you have to be the kind of person who's what? Honest with themselves. And if I'm able to satisfy them, if I'm able to meet these five criteria, to Piaget, then says step one is you're part of the Chabura. Step two, you'll be able to develop this heightened sense of Re'iyah, this heightened sense of perception of the Ribbono Shalom. So that suddenly, you're not simply serving a distant God, but suddenly again, you find yourself connecting to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, who is literally in close proximity, right by your side, every moment of every day. I will stop over here for tonight. We'll pick up in Merit Hashem.
Amirat Hashem with Osiyo Dalit next week. Shkayach everyone. Marev. Marev. So, Bizarre, you, you, have, you have more pictures. I have so many. Can I, can I?